This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ooh-wee! Chris Arnold, Joey Erickson, got you down. Not bad, not bad. And Justin Arnold, live and local mm-hmm. on the day after Christmas, Monday, Je- Mon- Monday, December the 26th. I'm about to say January 26th. January is next week. Can we you got believe some it? Christmas brain. It's a holiday weekend. Yeah, we're, man. Yeah. It is It is Box Day in England, but we're celebrating all over North Texas. If you got some stuff you want to give back, <laughs> I'm just saying, there's people in line. I'm going back to Best Buy. I got to go back to the mall. There are actually people who are working today, and there's people who have today off, so... All the tellers out there can't thank y'all enough for letting us ride shotgun with you and you and you. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. We've been talking about everything in the world of sports, including basketball, baseball, football, hockey, golf, track, tennis, archery, rodeo, auto racing, horse racing, calf fries, and movies. Because movie watching is a sport. I say calf fries. I think I... Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> for those who don't know, both balls, uh, uh, bovine testes. That's the that's the way they call them out there in the mountains up there in Ozarks. But anyway, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. All kinds of stuff. Some people had that for Christmas dinner. Meanwhile, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. We're going to talk about the playoff picture and the whole situation. But there was some breaking NFL news that happened today. One day after Christmas, a coach got chopped. So Tom mentioned the uh, the sideline skirmish yesterday. That was really emblematic of a lot of the issues here. And you know, the play on the field was terrible. The quarterback play, terrible. But the Stop it right there. This is the, I guess this is the explanation from Ian Rappaport on why Nathaniel Hackett, the coach of the Denver Broncos, got fired. Breaking news on 105.3 The Fan, presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Yeah. Play, terrible. But the Before we go on in there, let me explain some more. Turn it off, right? Turn it off, turn it off. (laughs) That thing's got a mind of its own. That's the Gators in that True. pimp cut. Wi-Fi I would issues. Know. It's called Zoom. <laughs> Sometimes the audio talks on its own. That is Ian Rappaport explaining why Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, got fired. It's plain and simple. Everybody saw it coming. The man was 5-11 when they let him go. We thought it would have done, been done earlier. The way they fired Frank Wright with the Indianapolis Colts earlier. We thought it was going to be done earlier. But this was the last straw, and here's Rappaport explaining the last straws. This is a sign that Coach Nathaniel Hackett had really lost his team. Complete disorganization on the sideline. Players running amok, yelling at each other. It was all bad, but, but that was really a sign that it could actually get worse. Things could really implode in the locker room. You'd seen players playing hard the last couple games. That was not that yesterday. It was all bad. A clear, clear sign that this team was very much over first-year coach Nathaniel Hackett. And, and Tom's right. There were signs early that this was not working out. The the uh, 
issues in the first game. Really, they had had to hire a game management coach, you know, within the first couple of weeks in Nathaniel Hackett's tenure. That was a really, really terrible sign. Nothing ever went right for the Denver Broncos. They got to get some coach in here to help fix Russell Wilson, make him into a good quarterback again, because they have no choice. They're committed to him monetarily for years to come. And guess what? He got a lump of coal in his stocking mm -hmm. for his Christmas gift, but he knew it was coming. The way that season was going, people are not naive, and he was not a naive coach. He was just in over his head. And it's a team that had offensive weapons, too. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people and that were saying defense. this was going to be a Super Bowl contender, and they're number 32 in scoring offense. It's not like he's playing with nothing. I exactly. mean, Jared Judy, uh, it's a good backs there, and yeah, it just never came to fruition. Uh, one more note, uh, still no interim coaches have been named, so keep an eye out for that as well. But yeah, that was... Uh, a pretty lackluster <laughs> yeah, they'll name performance one of the from coordinators or mm -hmm. assistant coach, the interim head coach for the last couple of games. Bottom line is this Denver Broncos going to be looking for a new head coach in the offseason. And I don't think it's going to be Sean Payton. Sean Payton's rumored to be going to either Arizona or the Chargers. They said he's already lining up some assistant coaches elsewhere around the NFL, real quick here. Uh, they have flexed a couple of games. Yep, last game of the season. Uh, Steelers. Their rematch with the Ravens, originally scheduled for 325 in the afternoon, January 1st, will now be played on Sunday Night Football. The Chargers and the Rams, even though the Rams of Baker Mayfield may be fun to watch, Chargers are not fun to watch. Rams and the Chargers are going to be moved up to the afternoon, mm -hmm. and they flipped those two teams on the schedule. Now, the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with a short work week. They take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans have nothing really to play for, so the Cowboys need to score early and take them out of their misery and call it a game. But you know it's not. You know it's probably not going to go like that. It's just I'm not going to say the Cowboys play with their food. It'll be too easy. It's it's a short work week. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you got some banged up individuals on the defense, so they're not hitting on all cylinders. So with that in mind, the Cowboys are still in a a very fortunate situation here. Now we know they have won the division. And for the umpteenth year since 2004, nobody will have repeated as NFC division champions because it's going to be the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Unless they, unless yeah. Jalen Hurts is really hurt apart. for the rest of the year. Yeah. They'd have to yeah. really fall apart these last mm -hmm. two games. They played the New Orleans Saints and they played the Washington, oh, the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys still got to take care of their business. Yeah, the Cowboys <laughs> got to play the Commanders mm -hmm. last game of the season. With that being said, it's highly unlikely that the Cowboys repeat. But the Cowboys are in pretty good position because they are in the playoffs. Make a note of this. I was talking about this earlier. The Dallas Cowboys are 11-4. and four. They could finish the year 13-4. and four. They really could. Right now, there are only four teams who have a better record than the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys have beaten two of those teams. Those four teams are the Philadelphia Eagles, who they beat, The Minnesota Vikings, who they beat. Philadelphia Eagles, 13-2. Minnesota Vikings, 12-3. The other two teams have better records than the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills, who are both 12-3. Philadelphia's got the best record in the league at 13-2. The Cowboys are 11-4. Cincinnati Bengals are also 11-4. There's a lot of teams in contention in the playoff situation. So as we stand today, here are the playoff matchups. If it were to happen today, Buffalo gets a bye. Philadelphia gets a bye. In the NFC, it would be Washington at Minnesota. 
Minnesota with the second seed, Washington the seventh seed. It would be the Giants at San Francisco. The 49ers with the third seed and the Giants with the sixth seed. And the Dallas Cowboys would be at the currently seven and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have the fourth seed by default. The default is they're in a raggedy division and they're just there. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys with an 11-4 record would be at Tampa Bay and it's been that way for a little while now. Here's the wild thing about it. The NFC least has not been that way this year. Mm-mm. All four teams would be in the playoffs right now if they were to happen today. So my question for you, and for you, Justin, as well, and all the Tolos who are Cowboy fans out there, 877-881-1053, if we were to power rank these teams, we're going to give you our top five power rankings right now as we speak after the um, 15th game of the season. Outside of the top five, who is your number six, Joey Erickson? Um, I can tell you my number six. Okay, go ahead. You, you go first. My number six is actually a team with a better record than the Dallas Cowboys, but the Cowboys beat them. And I do not believe that team is any good. But they've just, in fact, I think they've won more one-score games than not only any team this season, but any team in the last 20 years or so. Minnesota Vikings, they're 12-3. and three. Yeah. And they keep winning these one-score games, and but they got blown out 40-3 to by the Cowboys, so they're not above the Cowboys. To me, they're on the outside looking in. They're number six. Who do you got as number six? Uh, I'm going to put San Francisco right now. Really? Yeah, that, I don't have them in my top five. You got some five. explaining to do. Is yeah, it because I, the quarterback situation is not a big It is name? the quarterback situation. Because everything else is there, in there. Yeah, and there's, there's teams that I trust more right now than San Francisco and this is not a slight to them mm-hmm. as they could go on and, and and make some noise you know with with Brock Purdy but yeah it mostly has to do with the quarterback situation I know they have weapons and they're doing it with a third string but I I, I still trust some more quarterbacks than Brock Purdy right now so that's why I do not have them in my top five they will be just outside and I might as well get into my top five I got yours truly, Dallas Cowboys, at number five. I also mm-hmm. have the Cowboys at number five with an 11-4 and four record. Mm-hmm. Who do you have, Justin? You got uh, Cowboys? Who you got number five in your uh, power five I got list? the Cowboys. So we're all in agreement. The Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys are fifth. And don't get me wrong, they've won 11 games. I trust them more than last year's team at this time. Even though the team last year went 12-5, and five, I was like, ah. It was after that Denver game, they just weren't playing well. They were winning some games, and... They blew out Washington. They blew out Philadelphia. But those were that was a COVID team. Washington, all of them were hurt uh, protocols and COVID. And and then Philadelphia, they were playing their bench, the practice squad guys. So I didn't trust last year's team. At number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals at eleven and four. The Cowboys actually beat the Bengals earlier in the year. I don't think the Cowboys can beat Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, and that squad right now because the. The Bengals are looking like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Who you got at number four? I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa, yeah, you are four. full of surprises over here. <laughs> I, I I just think if Dallas and Kansas City play today, I think the Chiefs would win. I, I think they're built to win shootouts, and there's no way this defense would be able to contain Patrick Mahomes. So but Kansas City number but four. you got three teams better than Kansas City. Yeah. Who do you have mm-hmm. at number, number four? I also have Kansas City at number four. Look so. at y'all. Wow. Great minds think alike. Y'all yeah. must not think much of Patrick Mahomes in his arm. He can't carry that whole damn team. Um, Kevin Gray likes to cite this one statement that explains the phenomenon of Patrick Mahomes so well. You realize that Patrick Mahomes has never had to play a road playoff game. 
Never. Mm -hmm. That shows you the dominance. It's not only they go to the playoffs every year and go to the Super Bowl every couple of years. It's like they never have to hit the road because they're always the best in the AFC. Number three, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles because they lost to the Cowboys. Who do you Mm. have number three? I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at you. Because what is not like right now about the Bengals? They've won seven straight. This team is not the same team, obviously, mm-hmm. that the Cowboys played in week two or whatever it was. Jamar Chase is healthy. If this offensive line can hold up enough for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is a gamer. Mm-hmm. That guy is a winner, and he has the weapons around him right now. The defense is playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, this team is looking like they're primed to make a deep playoff run like they did a year ago. Who you got number three? Justin. I promise I'm not copying Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. It, it, we did. We did not. We did not collaborate on this. And I can promise you, my number mm. one is going to be a lot different than Joey's. But yes, the Bengals for me are number three, just because I I don't think any, and they're going to beat the Bills here in a couple of weeks. So mm. I think they're far and away the best AFC team right now, especially since how hot they are. And they beat Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they did run. Yeah. All right. I'm going to shock the world. My number two team is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, okay. Because they just are. Now, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl because I don't like their coach. Mm -hmm. Shanahan blown two Super Bowls already by being clever, trying to pass too much. I'm talking about when he was with Atlanta as their coordinator and when he was with San Francisco when he shouldn't have had, um, what's his name, throwing the ball in the fourth quarter. So I got San Francisco, my second team. Who do you got? Second. Okay. Well, you know, it's probably a crime that and me and Justin way, I, don't have San Francisco. By the way, I have Buffalo at number seven for those who are wondering. Where's okay. the Buffalo Bills? I have a number seven because I don't trust wow. them at all. Okay. Well, you're going to be surprised because I have the Bills at number two right now. And who do you have uh, at number two? <laughs> run out of time here. I have the Eagles. You have the Eagles at okay. number two? Just, just because. I have the Eagles at one. You have the Eagles at number mm-hmm. one. I have Kansas City number one. Who you got number one, Justin? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, look out. So give me go. your top okay. five, Justin, real quick in order. One through three, four, five. Uh, Cowboys, Kansas no, City. No, you're going from oh, five to one. Five to one? Go yeah. ahead and go from five to one then. Yeah, Cowboys, Kansas City, Bengals, Eagles, San Francisco. And you've got five to one. Dallas, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Bills, Philly. I've got Cowboys, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Kansas City number one. We will see how it all shakes out, but that's your Power 5 ranking as well as your playoff scenarios here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, oh my, we're going to go around the NBA and shine some light on some more Luka talk. Luka and Christian Wood next on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks, Justin. Chris Arnold, Joey Erickson, and for the KNC Masterpiece, those boys will be back tomorrow. Yes, they will. Also, Sean and RJ and Bobby Belt will also be back tomorrow. Coming up after us, it's Will Chambers and Brian Broaddus. The G-Bag Nation will be back tomorrow as well. We're live and local. Yeah, you can try to find some sports around the Dow if you want. Good, Good luck. luck. <laughs> it's all national. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear about the Cowboys, Stars, Mavericks, hear about TCU, go Frogs. By the way, Frogs. Horny Frogs. Frogs. Those Horny Frogs. Luca got him a Horny Frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? We've got to give props to... Uh, you say, uh, was it uh, Dude Perfect? Dude Perfect, yes. Because Luca said he's got a, a horny toad. Mm-hmm. Got him a horny toad frog. He did not know that that was a TCU horn frog because the Dude Perfect guys told him. How did the story go? Well, they, they basically just told him in your post-game interview after you know your Christmas Day game against Lakers, you need to say to the reporters, or you got to mix in, horny toad. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one other word. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, so Dude Perfect was the ones that were behind this whole thing. And then so Luca was just uh, was just fulfilling his obligations. Do you think he would have done that if they lost? 
oh no 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 he is too animated <laughs> yeah he gets too animated but i give him props for saying mm-hmm. that and by the way he was dressed cowboyed up going to the game yesterday he had on uh wranglers he had on some boots he had on a, a jean jer- j- jean shirt mm-hmm. not jean jacket the belt buckle he had the belt buckle he had the cowboy hat came in an old classic camaro and the only thing he didn't do was say, howdy, folks. He was Big Tex, Big Tex Luca, And he showed up. Uh, let's go around the NBA a little bit. He showed up with the Dallas Mavericks uh, beating the L.A. Lakers and LeBron. By the way, LeBron has played more Christmas games than anybody in history. He scored. LeBron scored 38 points. He did not have any help at all. Not really. <laughs> Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. did get into uh, double digits. Anthony uh, Davis was street clothes, as usual. He was at the game, but he was in his street clothes. They have no help at all. Mavericks, man. 51 points in the third quarter, 21 points for the Lakers that held them on defense. And it was Christian Wood and, and Luka Doncic. Luka with, Luka with mm-hmm. uh, 32 points, nine assists, nine rebounds, and Christian Wood with a 30 piece. So they look good. Yeah, well, they shot 40% from behind the arc. If Dallas can do that, the majority of games are going to win. This is a good stretch for them, too. You know, they've won three straight. Mm-hmm. They got Jalen Brunson coming back. Maybe. Maybe. See, but, for those who don't yeah. know, we had mm-hmm. Bobby Carrello on last hour. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he got he did not finish the game. The Knicks lost to uh, uh, they lost to the Sixers. Was it the Sixers they were playing? Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, 118-112. They, they lost mm-hmm. to the Sixers. And Jalen Brunson didn't finish the game. He was not available for post-game interviews. And they haven't said his status for tomorrow night's mm-hmm. game at the American Airlines Center, which would have been, would have been the return of JB. Yeah, and then uh, Julius Randle's coming back at some Metroplex hit. He had 35. Mm-hmm. Press Baptist Island. Against the 76ers, so he's coming in hot. But uh, then right after the Knicks, you, you got the Texas teams. You got the Rockets twice and the Spurs, which are obviously in a full rebuild. You got to take advantage of those games. Those have been some teams. Some of the teams that are lesser than the Mavs, they, they sometimes play down to them. You got really close. That's that all they've been doing. <laughs> You're they, being kind. Yeah, I'm being, being too positive, I guess. But they need to close out teams like the Rockets and Spurs. You, you could make this five, six game winning streak and really turn the season around. Think maybe Christmas Day was a turning point. You know, last mm. year it was around this time. Uh, actually, it was earlier in January last year. This was like the hardest time of the schedule for the Mavericks last year because at this time last year they had guys with COVID. They were fighting, uh, and they had 10-day contracts. Remember, Isaiah Thomas was on the squad. Everybody, oh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, no, he's 10-day. And I think Luca also was in protocols, but he also had an ankle injury. And in January, just before they traded Porzingis, and then after Porzingis, that's when they rolled. They wound up with the number two defense in the entire NBA. But you've got to beat the teams that are less than you, and you have to beat the teams that are who don't have all of their players. And the Mavericks were frustrating their fans this year because it was easy money. You beat the teams just quote-unquote supposed to beat, mm-hmm. you'd have a record like the the Celtics or the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. And so the Mavericks record right now is 18-16, to 16, but it could have been gaudier than that. Do you think the Mavs make a move at the deadline? Of course. Okay. They're, what they're do you think it is? What are the rumors? I have, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what it will be, but they are mm-hmm. in – see, it's kind of like last year. The Mavericks were stealth. Nobody saw them trading Porzingis. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it's a toxic contract. The contract's too big. He gets hurt at the wrong time. He's playing well for the Mavericks, but kid is just seeing what he's got, and maybe he can get it out of him. That's what everybody was thinking, and then Nico Harrison pulled the trigger on a deal that brought in uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, Bertans' contract. Davis, Davis Bertans' contract is $17 million. He shoots a lot of threes. He can get high, but it's not like he's worth that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they had, the way Nico put it, it's easier to trade smaller 
quote unquote bad contracts than one big bad contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know they're going to make a move. There's no doubt about it. We because might never hear of it. <laughs> you just, you yeah, just don't know what operate. it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what it's going to be, but just know they're going to solve a problem. Right now, they're hoping that the Christian Wood thing works. I do not know if they're going to extend his contract or not. They they can't extend his contract. We don't know if his agent wants to entertain that or not. Christian Wood likes his role. Um, they might be in a situation kind of like they were with Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this in the crosstalk where they have to let him play it out and at the end of the year, see if he's worth that. The tricky part for the Mavericks is, as good as he might play, he's a big, and only bigs command that 18 to $20 million a year if they're defensive stalwart, or at least they are total packages. Mm-hmm. He can get you 20 points and he can get you 10 boards, but he's not a defensive presence at all. That's why the Houston Rockets were able to trade him away to the Mavericks. Mavericks were able to get him for basically Boban, a first-round mm-hmm. pick, and some junk. Don't You do not think the Houston Rockets asked everybody in their mother, can you beat this Boban <laughs> deal? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was really, really good, he would still be with the Rockets or they would have traded him for more valuable assets. So that being said, it's going to be a tough decision on Christian Wood, but I don't think they're going to make that. I, I just don't think they're going to make that decision until the end of the season and – you just never know what it's going to be. You don't mm. know. You don't know if it's going to be a better fit than JB was because we didn't know we had JB until uh, uh, kids started him. J kids started him in January. Um, back to other trade deadline opportunities. Uh, there's some cr- Christmas headlines that were happening yesterday when a Woj bomb before the uh, Knicks Philadelphia game. Woj said that. James Harden said he wouldn't mind going back to the Rockets. Did you hear that? What? James Harden actually said, or at least there were reports. Maybe it was Woj that outfit he was wearing. That was a wild <laughs> outfit, wasn't it? I, I asked everybody to go on Twitter, mm-hmm. Google it up. What was James Harden wearing? He was uh, he was um, he was kind of do some Kyrie. Not excuse me, not the Kyrie. Some uh, Kanye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not talking about uh, the things that Kanye says. I'm talking about the clothes he wears. He had on a hoodie, and I give him because it's cold. But you know how Kanye dresses so wild in oversized mm-hmm. clothes. He was wearing Christmas clothes and it looked like he was wearing some Christmas red and pink and orange and green uh, house shoes. Maybe they were some Yeezys. I don't know. But, you know, Kanye's a fashion, uh, fashion statement and Harden was kind of being trying to be a, a fashion statement because he likes to swing that way as well. But he actually was no commenting or I don't know anything about that. I can't believe y'all asked me that without saying Merry Christmas to me after the game. He says, we played good today. And by the way, he had a lot of assists and a lot of points, and he's fitting in well. Him and Joel and B mm-hmm. getting the job done with the Sixers. It's a good duo. You know, Joel and B can really carry, and Harden's at that mm-hmm. point of his career where he doesn't need the ball or really want the ball that much. He's okay with giving it up, and he can still get his, right? He's He was one of the best isolation scorers in the game for, you know, a five-year stretch. If you needed a bucket – he could get it for you. He's a little bit slower now. He can't do that as much, even though he can still get it. I mean, he led the Sixers with 29 points, but yeah. he can dump off to, you know, Embiid, and, and then you got guys like Harris that can, you know, shoot from beyond the arc. So it's a really, really good team, and they're going to be a, a tough out, and they have been for a, for a few years. And shout out to South Garland's own Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. who should have been a Maverick, but we already know. <laughs> uh, he always plays well for the Sixers. Um you also know about uh, Jason Tatum's 41 points. 
on That's Christmas. an MVP. Yes, and you were watching that game against the yeah. Bucks. Yeah, I watched, I watched a lot of it. When the Celtics are hot, it's mm-hmm. a tough team to beat. Milwaukee's, Grant, not at full strength still with uh, Middleton being out. But, yeah, the Celtics are, were going crazy. Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. uh, they scored over 70 points combined. Yep. I think they're 7-0 or 8-0 when they do that. Uh, so if you let them get theirs, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a tough day. And well, you know they they got over the hump last year to get to the finals, and now it's it's time for them to win. And you know Celtics have been that team for uh, you know about the last five years where it's like, wow, this is the team to beat, and they never really kind of lived up to that. You know LeBron was still in the conference, and but now this is their run, and they can uh, you know you could see them running the Eastern Conference for two or three years, but you know the Bucks are right there. The Bucks are right there, mm-hmm. and let me tell you something. I don't believe the Bucs are not going anywhere. And as far as Boston having a great record, I really like the Celtics the way they're made up. But I don't trust it until they get it done. And the reason mm-hmm. why, Dallas Mavericks. Let me explain when I say Dallas Mavericks. Last year, the Phoenix Suns had the best record in the NBA, yep. 60-something wins. And everybody knew they were going back to the finals and get it done because they lost to the Bucs. And they should have won. They could have won. And they're on a mission. <laughs> and those then they ran come into in. Game Seven <laughs> in their own building with Luka Doncic putting on the show. It's and like the Raptors for all those years. So they exactly. one until Kawhi got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing they, ever happened. They used to call Fizzled him. Out. They used to call him LeBronto because they couldn't get past <laughs> LeBron. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the look at these standings in the NBA real quick. Boston, of course, has the best record in the league, twenty four and ten. Milwaukee is twenty two and eleven. They're in second place in the East. Cleveland. Yes, the Cavaliers are for real. They are 22 and 12. Brooklyn is on fire. The Brooklyn Nets are finally playing like everybody thought they would two and three years ago. They have won eight straight games, nine out of the last 10. They are 21 and 12. 76ers, they are 20 and 12. Those are the top five. Oh, the Knicks, by the way, 18 and 16, same record as the Mavericks. Those two teams play each other tomorrow night, as we mentioned, at the American Airlines Center. Uh, the Knicks, like I said, are number six in the in the in the East. Atlanta is number seven. Number eight is Indiana. Both of those teams are 17 and 16. And the West, Denver Nuggets, who won mm-hmm. yesterday, by the way, late night. Jokic, Jokic with a triple double <laughs> with a 41 point triple double. Uh, he's your back to back MVP. Um, uh, Denver's 21 and 11. The New Orleans Pelicans. That's a fun team. team. Yeah. Very fun mm-hmm. team. They're coming in this coming Saturday. No, yeah. not this coming the week after. They're coming in on the 5th, January 5th. Zion and the Pelicans. Pelicans were a playoff team last year without Zion. They added Zion. I was wondering how it was going to work. It's worked out fine. It's yeah. not like, okay, healthy. how do we work around it? They're staying healthy and mm-hmm. he's staying healthy. Uh, they're 20 and 12. Memphis is also 20 and 12. I love Memphis. I grew up in Memphis. I'm a big John Morant fan, but I ain't even worried about Memphis. You know why? For some reason, I don't understand the matchups. With or without John Moran, the Mavericks own the Grizzlies. They just do. I can't explain it other than they just do. And it's one of those things. It's kind of like up until the... uh, those playoffs, those NBA playoffs last May when the Mavericks beat the Suns in seven, the Suns own the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. Regular season, it didn't matter who was in the lineup. The Suns just beat the Mavericks all the time. Well, that's the way it is with the Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies, so I have no major concerns about Memphis until they do beat the Mavericks. Number four is Phoenix Suns, who will not go away. (laughs) They will not go Mm -hmm. away. They're still in contention. Uh, The Clippers. The one thing about the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, they're still load managing through the season, but they are 19 and 15, tied with the Phoenix Suns, 
for fourth and fifth in the uh, West. Sacramento, they're not supposed to be there. They're 17 and 14, but they're there. Utah, not supposed to be there, but they're there. They're, they're 19 and 16. They're at seventh. And your Dallas Mavericks are the eighth spot in the West with an 18 and 16 record. Winners of their last three straight games. And we will see what they do against the Knicks. They beat them earlier. And by the way, the Knicks had been owning the Mavericks uh, ever since the Porzingis trade. They had always beaten the Mavericks, but the Mavericks beat them. Blew them out, didn't they? Blew them out. <laughs> and mm. and then I, right after they blew out the, the Knicks, the Knicks suddenly won seven or eight games in a row until recently. So we're going to see how they play. Can't wait to see what they do from the 214. Kenny and Quinlan, what's going on? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Talk to Santa Chris, Christmas Eve about our Cowboys. Tell you what he said on Friday and what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Rock and roll tequila. Have a great show. Thanks, Kenny. When we come back, we're going to cross talk with Brian Broaddus from the G-Bag Nation and Will Chambers in for the rest of next on 105.3 The Fan. This upcoming segment is brought to you by DMN Leeson, as well as Classic Chevrolet. It all comes down to this. Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They never charge more than MSRP. Not now, not ever. Plus, they'll pay full market value for your current vehicle. Find new roads. Classic Chevrolet. Relax and enjoy the difference. Thanks, Justin. Justin Honoré. On the ones and twos in the Pimp Cup, holding those Gators down. Chris Arnold and Joey Erickson. Got you down. Filling in for the uh, KNC Masterpiece. You do a pretty good got you down over there. I appreciate that. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll work on it. We've been having some fun today. <laughs> the Boxing Day in England, better known as Chris, the day after Christmas in the rest of the United States. We love the Commonwealth. Yes, we do. It's back <laughs> to the EPL, right? We got uh, English Premier Soccer on I Boxing so. Day, right? <laughs> Look out. I think so. Yeah. Look out. I do. I'm a big fan. Not much fan. of a break there. No, I'm. Well, they got the whole World Cup off, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. I guess a except, lot of I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, England decided they didn't want to anyway, continue on. Yeah, yeah, they didn't exactly. want to participate. Yeah, exactly. Those other voices you're hearing, of course, is uh, the great Brian Broaddus, who is the Super Bowl winning scout from the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Back in those days of the early 2000s, and of course he is. Now don't don't solid. saddle me with that, Chris. That, mm-hmm. I, I was there, but you know, <laughs> those early 2000s, you would have thought I forgot about scouting in my life. You had to. Holy jeez, what were we doing? Were the five and eleven years. God, <laughs> what were we thinking, Chris? And J- and and Will Chambers is joining him, holding it down the rest of the afternoon. You guys are on from uh, two to seven, right? No doubt, brother. No doubt. A lot of good stuff. This is going to be a fun one today. It's going to be a fun one. So let me ask you right off the bat, what you got coming up on the show today, Will? And then I got some questions for you guys about yesterday. Pure platinum as always, CA. We've got Michael <laughs> Gelkin. Uh, nice. From the Dallas Morning News. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Uh, of course, we'll have the Mike McCarthy presser at 3 to get his thoughts on, of course, the win over the Eagles. And really, just throughout the program, different ways to dissect, certainly, the game on Saturday. Because as we were talking about this as Brian came in. I was like, you know, just as a consumer, what a phenomenal mm-hmm. game to watch. Oh, yeah. It was a Christmas treat. I mean, just it, a heavyweight it was a roller coaster, bout. Mm-hmm. Rock'em Sock'em robot game. But you are <laughs> Chris, looking at elements. That's going to be. Do you guys know what Rock'em Sock'em robots I, are? Just barely for me at 42. They made this, so yeah. They made nobody these else sounds. in the building does. <laughs> the sound was kajing when you hit it. You know, the head went up. You, you, that, that was the sound it made. So, so yeah. maybe I would say it's a, it's a Fortnite game. Yeah, Fortnite. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. There you Something go. Something like that. All right. But 
uh, you know, and there's lots of ways to look at it. You know, the defensive standpoint, there are some areas where you're just like, man, alive. I mean, do you know how many punts Philly had? Zero. None. Cowboys had one. Yeah. yeah. It was so, wildly entertaining. Uh, Dak overcoming, you know, the early pick, pick six. six. It's just uh, so many different ways to look at it. And, of course, the, uh, the greatest student in the game that I know that man right there, uh, he had a chance, as he always does, looking at the All-22. So in Krusty's Corner at uh, 240, we will take a look at some specific plays and players. Very nice. So did you gentlemen watch some TV yesterday or not? Had a pregame show I was dealing with. Did you watch any NFL or NBA? Uh, I saw a little of the Mavs mm-hmm. when I'm on break. And then I was kind of like focusing on the games, the early games that were going mm-hmm. on, stuff like that. So, well, the early game, the Packer game itself is what I was really looking and at. And what about you, Will? Same. I watched that and then over to the Mavs because the other games, you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Did you see any of the statue ceremony? Yes. Well, I saw mostly the highlights, you know, on Instagram. Uh, Dirk, you, you know, like Dak at the podium mm-hmm. can basically do no wrong. Mm-hmm. I, every time Dirk opens up his mouth, it's just you want to give the guy a hug. You just he he so exempli- mm-hmm. exemplifies everything that you would want in a sports superstar in your city or for your team. It was awesome. Did you, you know, catch any of it? I tell you what, I, no, I I it's funny. I did not see that part of it because I was thinking I was working yesterday in pregame, but it was the day before I was doing pregame. Yesterday I was doing. Christmas, and then I was doing football after that. So, mm. but no, I didn't get to see any of the early more the 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 ceremony was at eleven, right? Eleven was, o'clock. Okay, and I I want to appreciate. Thank you for telling us what the statue looked like and all that. Yeah, you know, buddy. Chris, One Chris came on and <laughs> yeah. he told us, "Hey, this is what you expect." Like, oh this, no, I never saw the statue. Yeah, no, Chris was coming on telling us, "Like, hey man, you're not going to believe what the statue." I looks never like. saw that statue. Yeah, he, <laughs> I and never it, did. it was like he says, "Listen, you know, they did my guy wrong in Washington." But they did oh. my guy right in Dallas. Yeah, when you I make wish, a statue, you know why? You, why are you playing? I swear to God, when they were lifting the curtain up over that thing, Brian, my heart was like, "Please don't be three basketball." Oh, I know. Please don't be. <laughs> and when it, I was yes, because that was the only thing I was worried about. I have never seen a statue. I've seen some really good ones, some really cool ones. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one that that is that close to like reality mm-hmm. of yeah. what it like okay the shot and the angles yeah and like the, the fade away well the attention to detail mm-hmm. is just like i'm like gosh they they this one was really well thought out i had a feeling it was going to be really good when i found out that when I, it was an article in the morning news that the same sculptor who did jordan's statue mm-hmm. outside of the united Center, yeah and magic Shaq and Kareem statues outside of the Staples Center. I went, oh, those are epic. Yeah. Please don't let it have three basketballs. I, I was like, I, they can't mess this thing up. And it was perfect. It was a beautiful statue. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be iconic, iconic, I think, for a lot of people. And it, it's it's almost like, it's. I think it's going to remind people, like Bobby Orr in Boston. Oh, seen the, that the, his, his the, goal, the playoff. Yeah, when he, was, he, he scored so a goal and he was blues. in the air. Yeah, I think so. And he was in midair. Yeah. It's like that type of statue. It's just, it just screams Dirk. And yeah. I think that's the type of, you know, legacy that it's going to leave with people. I think in 20 years from now, that's going to be a hot, hot stop. You're right about people. that. Mm-hmm. You're right about the Bobby Orr mm-hmm. statue. It's beautiful. So it you really, guys really mentioned some Christmas activities. My question for you guys is not necessarily what did you get for Christmas, but what did you eat for Christmas? Oh, 
Tamales. A lot. Tamales. Tama- I, I we brought that yeah, up earlier. Yeah, the we people went, like tamales. We went for the Hispanic, the Mexican feast is mm-hmm. what we did. And actually, I've learned how to make, If you, Chris, you'll know this restaurant, Javier's. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I learned how right to make the, the okay. I learned how to make the green sauce. Look oh yeah! I actually have got the green sauce from Javier's down. There you go. And to the point where people, I mean, I used to go to Javier's a bunch, and mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. a buddy of mine, she goes, "Man, I wish there was some way we can make this green sauce like this." I figured it out. I figured out what they, what all the ingredients, the tomatillos, nice. mm-hmm. the serranos, the peppers, that verde sauce. The, yeah, but it's the it's the sugar too that they ah. put into it. So you have to put a certain amount of sugar in it to make it sweet. But they serve it warm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I made I, I went for, I made it from scratch. I gave it as gifts. I think if you give somebody a gift of food that you made. Yeah, they really mm-hmm. like. Can't go wrong. They're yeah. like, wow, this guy or this gal just did this, and yeah, you know, no doubt. It's like even if you bake cookies or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, baking you baking's hard. I mean, baking. Let's, I mean, and it's more thoughtful. It is, but you hand somebody a homemade item that you made. Mm-hmm. Like one time, I got like this friend of mine. She made homemade jelly. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like going. Damn. Okay. That that's not just show up and put a couple of ingredients <laughs> yeah. together and hope for the best. Was it in the jar? In the jar. There Actually, the jar see? with the seal and all yeah. that stuff. Like we got that. some of that for Christmas too mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. If you give somebody that's that's one of a golf umbrella, a shoe shine kit, and food are probably the best gifts you can give to somebody. Exactly. I'm always about the thoughtful gift. Yeah, the little. No thing. doubt. I don't want to give a gift that somebody goes. Uh, damn! Hey, thanks, and they and they don't use it. Or yeah, return they, it. They, they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't. Or give it to somebody time. else. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, I get so excited every year because you know I have a niece and a nephew that are young. Maddie is now a young woman. It's kind of it's incredible. She's thirteen, and just like um, five minutes ago, she was eight. And you know, girls just grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. Jack's a few years younger. And I remember I picked him up from basketball practice. This was like two years ago. And he and, you know, some of his friends from basketball team were in the car. And I asked him, I was like, so who, who's your favorite basketball player? Totally expecting Steph Curry, mm-hmm. maybe Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Jack says Michael Jordan. And then his friend Corbin said Michael Jordan. And I go, what? Yeah. <laughs> they were eight years old at the time. And what it is, is it's about, first and foremost, the shoes, because the shoes are so popular. Oh, yeah. But right. because Iconic. of the brand, mm-hmm. um, they go back and they watch YouTube, YouTube. videos. Yeah, exactly. So they go down the YouTube rabbit hole. I was really excited. There's one picture of Michael that's my favorite, and I've never seen it in a poster. And it's a black and white um, of him. Uh, they're playing the Lakers. I don't know when, because you can only see the side of, like, a Lakers player, you know, obviously dribbling the ball and Michael's in defensive position. And he's just kind of looking up with this stare mm-hmm. of immense focus. And it's just, you know, dead black space on the right, but I've only seen it in a picture. So what I did was I had the picture printed poster size, you know, picked it up at CVS and then I framed it. I got another one for him that, he may be listening. He knows it's still coming, so I'm not going to explain that's what, See, what that's, it was. That's the, that's the stuff touch. I love. Yep. That's what I love about Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about giving gifts and stuff like that, because especially that certain, we definitely share, you know, my love of, you know, Michael Jordan and, you know, the Bulls and all that kind of stuff. So so it was it was a great Christmas. So what did you eat for Christmas? 
We have a few traditions. So on Christmas Eve, after church, we go to um, Del Frisco's Bar and Grill. I thought you were going to say Luby's. No. <laughs> no. Hey, nothing wrong yeah. with that place, yeah. by Nothing the wrong way. with yeah. it at all. Yeah. Nope. Um, and Strawberry then, shortcake is excellent. In the Christmas Day morning, uh, we always do it over at my sister and brother-in-law's house with the kids getting up, and we eat breakfast first, and Sarah makes this uh, breakfast casserole that is... <laughs> One of my favorite things ever. And I didn't eat it last year because this time last year I was hosting G Bag Nation uh-huh. with COVID. My house because yeah. I had COVID. Yeah. And uh, so I missed I Christmas remember that last day. year. Yeah. And I'm like, God, maybe, maybe it's because I haven't had it for two years. Mm-hmm. Damn, this tastes like the best one. She's like, I actually used Italian sausage instead of the regular Look at with it. the yeah. meats. But it was. It, Awesome. And then my mom cooked a lasagna last night. That was amazing. So we had some homemade chili at our house. So so, uh, we had a a brick of chili, some red, a a bowl of red. And (laughs) I was talking about how sometimes people have a traditional turkey and dressing, kind of like Thanksgiving. And then I brought the story about, now, Brian, you wait on this because I'm going to ask Will first. And (laughs) you might have heard it when we were talking about it earlier. And then you wait on this. I was talking about the day that Jerry Jones, on one of his Tuesday luncheons, back in the day he used to have a luncheon. Mm-hmm. Landry used to do it, then Jerry took it over. Yeah. And he served the media calf fries. Do you know what oh, calf fries are? What? Um, are they like lamb fries? Mm, what are lamb fries? I'll make sure I'm, we're on the same page. Um, A package of fries, so to speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Johnson package of fries? Yeah. Johnson's package? Yes. What about you, okay. Brian? But you ever have, a, have you ever had any? No. Cat oh, fries, I have, better I, known I, as I, Rocky Mountain oysters. oysters. No, I yeah, never, I never. That, okay, yep. Yeah, that's. I, I knew exactly where you were going there. The cat fries <laughs> I figured part. you did. Yeah, but I, no, I never have. I never have. I've, and I've eaten some weird things in my day of, uh, with like rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. You know, squirrel, tastes like chicken, did it? You know, I've eaten stuff like that. Alligator, Venison, yeah, deer, yeah. Th- that's Buffalo. all good stuff. But I, you know, what the calf fry part of it, I don't think. Well, I, I wouldn't have never eaten it on my own just to look it up and eat it. But he had served it up, and it wasn't bad. So I had to ask oh, Stephen if he had, oh, of course, on the regular. That's what yeah. he does. Yeah. He said we call them turkey fries too. And oh man, said, no, no. it reminds me. For of those funny who don't farm. know, we're talking about uh, no. bulls, yeah, testicles, yeah. Oh, Chris, you you did you lived up to your media. Your, your media uh, name because media we we're never going to turn away a free meal. Exactly, no, we are no. never. Jerry and served it they, up and they know, were going back for we seconds. Will, we will write books about the best press box food. Oh yeah, and if like somebody has tra- like you you will you will like talk about trips and you see the schedule like oh we got to go play here this year, and the first thing that a media guy or gal will say is they got really bad food in that press <laughs> yes. box. Yes. I and mean, it's, free. Really yeah. it's free. It's free. It's free. I'll tell you, we're so spoiled well, here too. Hey, at the at the at the uh, at Well, no, at the at the uh, commander's place there. At oh, FedEx, in Washington, yeah. FedEx, you know this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Been there. They, they like the press box food is so bad. They have a Johnny Rockets. <laughs> uh, like a, a, so you <laughs> yeah. take the stairs down one flight. And you go out in the concourse and you buy the Johnny Rockets yeah. burger and shake, and you bring it back up into the press box. Oh, is what my. you do because their food's so bad. At yeah, that, at that spot, different local, and it's free though. But you know, oh no, spoiled. we will complain about free food. Sure will. Yeah. Free parking, free mm-hmm. food. I had to walk yeah. four. Mm, I had to walk, yeah, no, yeah. I had to walk three, um, three rows to right, get three in. Rows yeah, to get yeah, exactly to get in here. Exactly. I, the view in the stadium press box wasn't mm-hmm. any good, but you were inside the press box. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, yeah, whatever. But no anyway, doubt. Well, you guys have a very merry 
Boxing Day. You thank you, you as well. Thank you. Yes, yeah, support the Commonwealth, please. <laughs> yes, oh, definitely. Support God the save the king. We'll do our best. We'll do our Coming best. up next, we we'll, got some audio, of King Charles. Will first. Chambers <laughs> and Brian brought us a 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.